Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the land of 10,000 lakes, welcome to the J.B. Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now here's your host, Jason Sism. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the JV Sism Show. I am glad that you're here. This is going to be a fun episode. I'm actually really, really excited about today's episode because I not only have a lot of great announcements in store for you, but I also am going to be talking about a book I just got done reading by one of my favorite authors, Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt just released, uh, well, today for me, yesterday for you, his brand new book, The Vision Driven Leader. And this book is a powerful, powerful book I think every leader needs in their life. Every leader needs this book to take their vision, their company, their church to the next level. And so that's what that's what we're talking about today, and we're going to be talking about how to be a vision-driven leader, especially in today's world. We live in a world that is increasingly getting more and more, it feels, unstable. And there are a lot of people out there who are scared. There's a lot of people out there who are losing hope. And honestly, there's a lot of people out there who just don't know what to do anymore. And I think it's even more important for us as leaders to be the ones to help spur the future forward, help innovate, help make things, how do I want to word it? Help make things better. Help make the world a better place. And that's what we as leaders need to do. Whether you are a writer, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you run a business, whether you're a pastor. One thing is certain. We need laser-like focused vision to succeed. And as leaders, I think we need to be or should be leading first with vision by creating a compelling future for our customers, for our teams, for the people that we lead. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how to be a vision-driven leader. And I'm, I'm excited about this because I read this book in about a week and a half. Ten questions that every leader needs to answer on how to be focused, how to take their life, their company, their business to the next level. Ten questions to focus your efforts, energize your team, and scale your business. Here's what he writes on the back cover. Having a clear and compelling vision and getting buy-in from your team is essential to effective leadership. If you don't know where you're going, how on earth will you get there? But how do you craft that vision? How do you get others on board? And how do you put that vision into practice? 
at every level of your organization. In the vision-driven leader, New York Times best-selling author Michael Hyatt offers six tools for crafting an irresistible vision for your business. Rallying your team around the vision and distilling it into actionable plans that drive results. Based on Michael's 40 years of experience as an entrepreneur and executive, backed by insights from organizational science and psychology, and illustrated by case studies and stories from multiple industries, the vision-driven leader takes you step-by-step from why to what and then how. Your business will never be the same. Now, it's a great book. I got done, like I said, reading it in about a week and a half, and I'm going to dive into and unpack what this book has inside, and and in hopes that you'll walk away from today's podcast episode with a better idea of what vision can do for you and how you can take your vision, drive everything forward, you can draft a, a, a vision script that is going to compel action, um, as well as how do you face the challenges ahead when you're trying to sell your vision, sell what God has put on the inside of you to your team members, to your congregation, to your customers. So we're going to get into all of that. But before I do, I do want to mention a couple of things, little announcement keeping here. I have pulled the plug on my live seminar April 18th for my Right Now Masterclass. Now, I was super excited about this masterclass. I've been planning it for several months now. And, well, because of the coronavirus, I have decided to follow the president's recommendations. And I've actually decided to cancel the live seminar. Now, don't fear, because the good news is nobody has purchased a ticket yet. So I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, because I was able to just put up a wait list. So if you want to get on the wait list, you can do that. Go to jbcism.com forward slash right hyphen now, jbcism.com forward slash right hyphen now, and get on the wait list because I am working on creating a course that this seminar was based off of. So a a step-by-step course to walk you through how to use Scrivener and how to actually start writing your book faster than ever before. So if you want to get in on the wait list for that, and if you've been wanting to write a book and you're not knowing or not sure where to start, this is going to be the course for you. And I'm going to teach you and show you how you can take your book from an idea and, and start writing a manuscript using Uh, my favorite piece of software, writing software called Scrivener. And I'm excited about that. So uh, unfortunately, I had to cancel the live seminar. So I hope you understand if you were looking forward to meeting with me one-on-one at this live seminar, my deepest, deepest apologies. But it's the time we live in. And thank God for technology that I can actually create an online course for you. And that's what I'm going to be doing. If you do want to have a one-on-one meeting with me, we can set up a Zoom or a Skype call and we can meet, um, you know, using 
that technology that's available to us. You can learn more about working with me and getting some coaching and how to uh, do some of the writing that you've been wanting to do. You can go to jbcism.com and click on the link that says work with me in the top menu. So work with me, click on that link, and then you can schedule a consulting call with me. And then we can design an entire coaching package that will benefit you and help you get on the road to writing your book, uh, help you get on the road to starting that blog or or whatever it is you actually want to talk about. Uh, That's what I can help you do. So uh, jbcism.com, click on work with me. Uh, One last thing before we dive into today's topic, I want to mention that because we're all stuck at home and we're all doing this social distancing, I hope you're practicing social distancing. Good for you if that is you. (laughs) But I have released all of my books, all of my digital books on Amazon Kindle. I've released them as 99 cent books on Amazon only. So it's a limited time offer. I do not know when I'm going to be raising the price yet. It is a limited time offer at least for the next seven days from now. So if you want to get any of my books, whether it's my 30-day devotional on grace called Grace, What's So Amazing About It, or my novella, Divine Providence, or my newest novel, Vengeance at Purgatory, all three of those books are for 99 cents. You can get all three for under $3. You can't even buy a Starbucks coffee for that. And you're going to get all kinds of wonderful entertainment as well as um, it's just going to be, it's good for the soul to read. So if you want to get those, you can go to jbcism.com forward slash Amazon, jbcism.com forward slash Amazon, and you can get all three of those books for 99 cents each. Now, if you are a parent and you have children stuck at home, I have an awesome deal for you. This is only good until this Saturday, which is the 4th. So this deal is only good until April 4th. But you can get my children's book on Amazon Kindle, King Lyle and the Purple Dragon, for free. That's right, my friends. You can get King Lyle and the Purple Dragon on Amazon Kindle for free until April 4th. Once April 4th comes and goes, you will not be able to get that book for free anymore. It goes back up to the original price of $4.99. So if you want this book for free, jump on it now and grab a copy of it. Uh, You can get it at the same link, jbcism.com forward slash Amazon. You can get a copy of it there. But here's the best part. If you go to the link in the back of the book uh, or jbcism.com forward slash king hyphen Lyle, if you do that, you will be able to download some resources for you as parents. I have some coloring pages for your kids based on the artwork, and I have a dramatic audio edition of the book. That's right. I have a dramatic audio edition of the book. I am super, super excited about that. 
I had a lot of fun recording that. So that is something for you and your children. You can get it April 4th until April 4th for free. So the next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the next four days, you can get this book for free. Grab your copy right now and do that. jbcism.com forward slash Amazon. All right. So all of that being said, let's jump into today's topic where I am talking about Michael Hyatt's brand new book, The Vision Driven Leader. The Vision Driven Leader. Uh, here's, Here's what I wrote on Amazon, and this is my review for the book. I said, Michael Hyatt has crafted an easy-to-follow system to declutter the mind, distill down to the heart of a leader's vision, and a simple-to-follow process for writing it down and how to leverage your team's ideas and thoughts so you can take your church or business in a place to win. One of my favorite quotes in the book comes near the end. Waiting feels safe, but waiting kills vision. Where will you take your team? In other words, don't wait until you've crafted the perfect vision. Start somewhere, start today, and leverage your future with a good plan today. General George Patton said, A good plan executed today is better than a perfect plan executed next week. I highly recommend this book to any pastor, church leader, business coach, leader, or CEO who's looking for a way to cultivate change today so they can win tomorrow. I believe that vision-driven leaders focus first on what they see. Your vision should begin deep, should begin inside within the recesses of your heart. And then when you know where you believe you're headed, if you know the kind of that path you're headed on, then I believe it's important that's when you bring your team to the table to communicate what God's placed on your heart. But really the goal of vision is to communicate and communicate that vision so that it's tangible. And so I want to give you today three ways that this book will help you craft a compelling vision and help you distill it down into something that you can use to inspire your team members, your customers, the people that follow you. And you don't have to be a CEO. You don't have to be the business owner or leader. You can even be somebody in the lower ranks of an organization or a company and still craft and create a compelling vision because you're still leading people. No matter where you are within the organization, you're still leading people one way or the other. And and this is why we need to ask the question, why do we need a vision? What happens if we take a look on the inside of us? What are we going to see? So Michael's book is broken into three major sections, and I want to break these down into these three sections of the book. Number one is this. Vision drives everything. Vision drives everything. First, let me say this. Vision is inspiring. Vision's inspiring. It's the driving force behind the why 
of any business or dream. It's that driving force behind the why. You know, it's about being part of something bigger than yourself. And I I, I believe when people are part of something that is bigger than themselves, they latch onto it and they want to own it. They want to be the people that are going to be the change makers. They're the ones that are going to take your vision and make change happen. And sure, there's going to be times when vision seems daunting and seems completely out of reach. But when we lift our perspective to a higher elevation, maybe that 5,000-foot view or that 10,000-foot view, or maybe higher, that 50,000-foot view, if you really want to go big and, and have a bigger picture. When we elevate our perspective and we use vision, it can give us a three to five year view of where we desire to be. And that's what vision should do. Vision, sure, it seems daunting and seems out of reach and, 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 and it seems like you're always trying to grasp for it. Grasp for the future, like clawing your way through the mud. Lifting your perspective to a higher elevation, vision gives you a three to five year view of where you desire to be. Second is this. The question that you have to ask yourself, I have to ask myself, what is the change I want to make in the world? How will my vision of a better tomorrow inspire others to get beyond themselves and change the world? I believe people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. I made that comment earlier. They want to get out of themselves. They want to get out of uh, kind of their shell. And they want to grab a hold of something that is going to inspire them into something deeper, more meaningful. Something that is going to give them a sense of accomplishment when they go home for the day. How will the lives of others be changed by your vision? How are you changing people's lives with your vision? Are you using your vision to kind of slap on a coffee cup? Or are you using your vision as as something that is really the core foundation of your organization? Is your vision the core foundation of, of, of who you are? Is your vision... If you're a writer or an author and, and, and your readers pick up your books, are they going to get a sense of who you are as an individual? If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a church leader, are they going to get a sense of what your organization is all about? If you can discover that answer, you'll find that people are willing to jump on board and do whatever it takes to help make your vision a success. So in this first part of vision drives everything, vision is the defining factor that that moves an organization forward or inspires people to move forward. Michael Hyatt asked these two questions that every leader must answer in discovering their vision. In chapter one, he talks about, are you a leader or are you just a manager? Are you somebody who is 
focused on moving the needle forward, or are you somebody who's just taking care of the day-to-day? Chapter 2, he talks about what difference does vision make. So, what difference does it make if I have a compelling vision or not? And why is that so important? Number two is this. Part two of the book, he talks about drafting your vision script. So, once you answer these questions, once you figure out if you're a leader or a manager, and, and managers can learn to be leaders... So, if you are a leader or a manager, you can train yourself to be that leader and and figure out and distill down what difference is your vision going to make in the company? What difference is your vision going to make in your life or in the lives of the people who follow you? Once you answer those questions... We get to the second part of his book where he talks about how do you draft your vision script? How do you draft a vision script? Now, it's not easy to be short-sighted in crafting a vision. A lot of leaders, they look at vision as, I would like to be, or I hope will be. By having this mindset, leaders set themselves up for failure. I hope someday I'm going to be this individual. I hope someday my company is going to be in a position to win. I hope someday my books are going to do this for the world. You're setting yourself up for failure because now you're you're living on an I would like or an I would hope basis. So instead of thinking I would like or I hope or I wish this is going to be the case. Maybe we should write our vision as if we're living our vision right now. If you look ahead in three to five years from now, what does your life look like? What does your company look like? What does your, your, your writing business look like? And can you visualize as if you're living it right now? At Life Church, where I am one of the pastors at, a few years ago, we recrafted our vision. And our vision is the driving focus for our church. It's the driver that keeps us motivated, keeps us pushing forward. So here's an example of our vision. I, I, I took our vision, I, I kind of wrote it down here. Our vision is we see a church where people love God first in every area of their life through worship, the word, and fellowship with other believers. We serve people in their areas of influence by showing the love of Jesus through our actions and using our spiritual gifts to minister to those who attend services and life groups. We have a church filled with individuals who take their love of God and take that love into the world for people to discover the hope Jesus has to offer. That's that's crafting a compelling vision, something that people can grab onto. Now, our vision is 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 
you know, goes into more details with that. There's a whole document that my father, who was the senior pastor of the church, has written called The Church We See, and that's the vi- the overarching vision of the entire church. It's a bigger document. I just kind of took that document and I distilled it down into kind of these three core aspects of our church. And so we, we, we took that and we actually crafted a, a shorter vision statement that basically says, love, serve, share. Love God, serve people, share Christ. And we keep that before the people. You know, we, we see a church where we love God first in every area of our life through worship, the word, and fellowship with believers. We serve people in their, in their areas of influence by showing the love of Jesus through actions, spiritual gifts, to minister to those who attend services and life groups. And we have a church filled with individuals who take their love of God and take that love into the world for people to discover the hope Jesus has to offer. See, that's a vision people can grab onto. That's what vision is designed to do. Michael Hyatt on his blog, I have a link in the show notes for this blog post, but he he fleshed out his vision with, with this. He says, we want to cultivate a work culture that is congruent with our core values. We only recruit people who are highly talented, extremely competent, and possess impeccable character. They're positive, confident, and willing to serve others. Our employees know our core ideology, can articulate it to others, and understand how they fit into a larger picture. Each of our employees knows his or her unique ability and is able to express it in his or her specific role. In other words, he's making the vision practical. He's making the vision something tangible. In other words, take the time to flesh out your vision. Think it through. Where do you see your your company? Where do you see your church? Where do you see your organization? If you're a self-employed entrepreneur, where do you see yourself? And do you see yourself having a team? If your vision can fit on a coffee cup, and that's all the deeper it is, it's too short-sighted. Vision is about crafting a future that you see. Sure, you can take your vision script and you can craft a mission statement from that to keep people focused on the task at hand. That's what we did at Life Church. Love God, serve people, share Christ. We took that vision of the church we see and we distilled it down into these three areas. But taking the time to take your vision and craft a narrative around that, you'll have a better idea of where you're going. And my friends, once you do that, you can bring your team in and you can begin selling the vision that God's given you. So, In Michael's book, The Vision-Driven Leader, he puts this into practice. In chapters 3 through 7, he asks these questions. What do you want? Is it clear? Does it inspire? Is it practical? And can you sell it? And if you answer those questions... After drafting your vision script, you answer those questions in the affirmative. You are on the road toward success. 
But don't let that stop you from taking a deeper look. Don't let that stop you from taking input and ideas from your team members and those that you're leading. Because the third part of the book talks about the challenge ahead. Yes, vision has to be visible. It needs to be attainable and it needs to be inspiring for your team members to grasp. But let me say this, vision, a strong vision of the future will either make or break a company. If it's a weak vision, it'll break the company. If it's a strong vision, people will latch on to it. There are multiple organizations that refuse to change or, or refuse to innovate their vision and instead became comfortable with where they were at. A good example of that is Kodak. Kodak was in a unique position to be the first digital camera maker. But the leaders at Kodak laughed it off and said, film is the future. Well, we all know what happened after that. Kodak really doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) So vision will either make or break a company. If you have the wrong vision and you're not excited about that vision, or or maybe you need to re-clarify the vision and, and zag when you want to be the person who changes first before you are forced to change by circumstances, you're going to find that vision should always be changing. If you have a life plan, life plans always change. They, they're, they're living documents. They're, they're not meant to be stale. They're not meant to be rigid. They're meant to be shifted and shaped and molded and moved and changed. See, there's always going to be resistance to new vision. If you're crafting a new vision for your organization, there's bound to be resistance. Take Starbucks, for instance. In 1971, three partners met while they were students at the University of San Francisco. An English teacher, Jerry Baldwin, a history teacher, Zev Siegel, and a writer, Gordon Boker. Now, these guys were inspired to sell high-quality coffee beans and equipment by coffee roasting in their shop. Their shop was called Starbucks. They they would roast high-quality coffee beans. They would sell them at a premium price. People would grind the beans at home with the equipment that they sold, and they would brew their cup of coffee at home and come back to buy more beans. Well, that worked for quite a while. However, one of their managers, Howard Schultz, took a trip to Europe. And this is where these three individuals, Jerry Baldwin, Zev Siegel, and Gordon Boker, became short-sighted. When Howard Schultz, one of their managers, came back from Europe, he said the future of coffee, the future of their business, was in selling espresso, to buy equipment and sell espresso drinks, sell drinks in the coffee shops. 
Well, what ended up happening, the three guys laughed him out of the company. So he went and he started his own coffee shop. I'm not going to even try to pronounce the name of the coffee shop. He started his own coffee shop selling espresso drinks, lattes, espresso shots, cappuccinos, etc. Well, what ended up happening is it quickly grew and it started gaining strength. And in 1984, his former employees who were losing money, their company was about to fold. They sold their former manager, their former employee, Starbucks. And as the rest, as they say, is history. (laughs) Why? Because they didn't change with the times and they didn't zag. They were bought out by a company who innovated and had a strong vision. Vision. You see, it is never too late to change your vision, to recenter your priorities and take your team to the next level. And that's what these final three chapters in Michael's book is all about. Chapters 8, 9, and 10. How should you face resistance when you come to it? Is it too late for for me to change? Is it too late to change? And then finally, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to, to take the world by storm? Are you ready to loose your vision upon the world? So, with all of that being said, let me close with Michael Hyatt's blog. He, he wrote a post, and this is what he said in his blog. He goes, as leaders, vision begins with us. If we're not visionary, no one else on the team will be either. This one responsibility we cannot delegate and dare not abdicate. Begin with a clear vision of the future, then make it inspiring, concrete, and practical tool and communicate it relentlessly. Why? Because people will follow. Well, my friends, I hope you have enjoyed today's topic. You can find the full show notes of today's episode at jbcism.com forward slash 149. jbcism.com forward slash 149. And don't forget to go and get my books, 99 cents each on amazon.com. Well, my friends, God bless. Have a wonderful day. Go write your vision. Buy Michael Hyatt's book, The Vision Driven Leader. God bless. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life.